Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on in to episode 173 of the Get Around Podcast. My name is Jake Adnett, hanging out here at the Record Eagle offices, the Get Around Studios here in Traverse City, joined via FaceTime and by Andrew Rosenthal and James Cook. Fellas, how are you? Doing good, man. We're doing we were not doing the best after I drove to a, uh, it might have been when I was driving to like Petoskey for a ski state or something, shattered my windshield. It's just started spidering like this week. Yikes. Now, I was, the one thing I was going to bring up is James has his final vaccine appointment on Tuesday, which means mm-hmm. somehow the oldest of us three are the last to be fully vaccinated. <laughs> Nonetheless, the whole Record Eagle sports team will be fully vaccinated and ready to kick the community's butt here. That means <laughs> weeks we could start doing our podcasts back in person right you're right all three of us could actually get together and do this yeah in per person. the cdc's recommendation we can do the podcast in person again that'd be awesome we'll all be we'll all be vaccinated and we can actually like kind of like vibe off each other maybe the episodes qualities will go up i don't think i've been down but who knows i can come we can they'll be a little bit easier to rip on andrew when it's in person right maybe i'll <laughs> just be able to see like what i'm getting read over and like what my <laughs> facial motions are going to be after you start crapping on my life <laughs> it's it just it's, it's always- exactly it's always more fun to see the actual visceral reaction but nonetheless i think we're all pretty happy around here i'm luckily i don't know i, I don't know if anybody cares andrew had a bit of a rough go but i got i got my second vaccine shot last friday basically i didn't have any side effects i was a little bit groggy the next morning but like for a couple of hours and then once i got my day started i was on my horse and riding i hope the same happens for you james i hope so too i'll get mine done on the right day yeah. Hey. Okay. Let's not go into that. All right. I guess. We, I guess we. Get, I, I'll make it really quick. It is funny. I, I missed my second vaccine appointment, which not very much like me, but uh, I slept through my second vaccine appointment, and I figured I was like, oh man, like the clinic will be open tomorrow. I'll just go the same time tomorrow, and just kind of play that dumb card and be like, oh man, I thought it was 22 days. Like I haven't read anything, or like I thought it was that day. And I went back, and they just weren't open. So it was like, oh, man. So I, was gonna, I thought I was going to be half-vaxxed forever. But thanks to our photographer, Jan, and his wife, I ended up getting a phone number. And I called this random – I don't even know who, what county or what, what business or whatever I was calling. I just called some hotline for a vaccine. And I got connected to this lady, and she's just like, all right, we have one random dose sitting in a cooler out in Benzie County in Beluwa. The clinic ends in 30 minutes. How far are you? I'm like, I'm 40 minutes away. She's like, we'll stay open for you. So they, the clinic actually stayed open and just gave me this random dose. So maybe I didn't have any side effects because it probably wasn't even the vaccine. <laughs> Did you? So you got the right one? Like you got the same dose? No, nah, I, got, I got, it was supposed to be Pfizer. I think I got the same thing, but yeah, it was probably just you like. You think a, you got the same thing. Like it, you it, don't know. It was a placebo. Questions, Jake. Yeah, it was a placebo shot. So that's why I felt so good the next day. <laughs> We just leftover Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Hey, they they That's just actually said, a really good story. Yeah, but anyways, I got lucky enough, and they they figured it out. I got out there, and I'm vaccinated, and we're doing good. So, as we uh, move into the future, hopefully, we'll be able to go out and see your guys' beautiful faces some more. All of our beautiful listeners, if you see us out in the community, don't be scared to say hi. As we're vaccinated, and I mean, we're gonna be wearing masks and everything, anyways. But come say hi. It's been a while since we've been able to be out in the community. I know James got a couple of people. Um, said some things to him last week and he passed those along we really appreciate all you guys who listen out there and who uh continually come back and check us out so if you see us out out in the field please say hello we'd love to hear hear from you that way but before we get too far into the episode you know what i gotta do remind you that this is sponsored by jimmy john's with two locations in traverse city order a tasty sandwich today with the jimmy john's app we have a do have a great episode and a jam-packed episode the last couple of weeks have been beyond busy with prep sports the amount of stuff that's going on 
Uh, so there's no way that we can get to everything here in these episodes. You guys know that. It would probably take us three hours if we wanted to go over every single game that we had last week. But we're going to go into the Pulse. We're going to talk about the TCT off, which is another one of those huge events here every single spring. We're going to go into a lot of the baseball and softball games, especially the tournaments that happened this past weekend uh, in the Pulse. And then we're going to get into our interview with a couple of softball players to get this season started off with. Some Gaylord Stars who's starting 14-0. and We have a freshman in Avery Parker and a sophomore in Abby Rodolski who joined us for a great interview and became our second group of Gaylord Blue Devils to join the podcast. So make sure you stick around for that. After the interview, we are going to get into our chatter that matters. We're going to talk all about girls' soccer. There's some really, really big games coming up this week. We can actually preview that aren't going to happen on Monday. So we're going to make sure that we talk about all of those and a little bit of what's happened last week. We're going to do another rendition of the Hall of Fame where we have some really great performances. And we're going to get into the trifecta where we uh, bring out our fitness chops and tell you what's our favorite or least favorite, you know, fitness-related activity to do. And we'll see if just how unhealthy us three really are. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, boys, let's go ahead and put our finger on the heartbeat of the sports world, get into the pulse. I'm going to start off with this TCT off. We had an actual really big occurrence happen, and I didn't realize this. I mean, I've been up here for three years, and I guess I kind of just kind of always let this go by the wayside. But as you know, the TCT off features something close to like 30 teams from around the state. You know, it's not just Northern Michigan people, but uh, a, lot, a lot of Grand Rapids teams, some Lansing area teams, things like that. And Traverse City Central, they, you know, came from third place down nine strokes after Friday and ended up winning the whole thing for the first time since 2004. And they turned around and dropped 28 strokes on day two from Betsy Valley to Mountain Ridge. They dropped 28 strokes and took from third place all the way up to first place. Traverse City West ended up taking second. They were in second after day one and stuck in second after day two as East Grand Rapids, who was the leader, fell all the way back to that third place spot. But the Trojans won the event by 15 strokes over Traverse City West for the first time since 2004. The Titans have never won that event, which I found out yesterday, which is actually kind of surprising to me. Um, The boys Titans have never won that event. But, man, James, did you really realize it had been since 2004 since the Traverse City team won that? Yeah, that is that is surprising, man. I know they always bring usually some some very good competition from downstate up here, Grand Rapids, Lansing, Grand, you know, Detroit teams and stuff. So they're not shy about bringing some really good competition to this tournament and starting off the season that way. But I, I would have thought that it would have been more recent than that. Right. I mean, we're talking about 16, 17 years. I mean, we got that. That's just Division One and Two. Traverse City St. Francis won the Division Three and Four. So both of the of the divisions are staying in Traverse City for the first time in some time. Our Traverse City St. Francis had a two-day total of 679, and they beat Charlevoix by five strokes. So that one was a lot closer uh, when it came down to it, but no surprise here. And I think this is somebody who, once again, I wish that was just – he, he is kind of in our coverage area, and we've written stories about him before, but high school-wise is not in our coverage area, and that is Sheboygan's P.J. Maybank the third. He's, uh, I think, a sophomore now, which – is crazy, but he's he's the same kid, if you remember, who won that drive, trip, and putt competition down at Augusta at the Masters. He's up here tearing up the golf scene now. He's off the junior circuit and into high school. He shot an overall for 146 over the weekend, and it was like, oh, man, like, let's 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 do that. Next was uh, Charlotte Jake Bedoin. He was in third with a 152. Cadillac's Harry Chipman came in fourth with a 153. And then Traverse City Central's top golfer, Shea Harmison, took fifth with a 154. I was talking to Lois, Lois McManus, and one, the Traverse City Central boys have like four golf teams because they had 52 kids come out for the golf team this year. They had to make cuts and still kept like something like 33 or 34 kids, but they have like four full teams who are competing in these tournaments right now. There's Their third team 
had somebody knock on the door of low medalists on day two, shooting like a 74 on their, thir- on their third team. So there is a really deep contingent of golfers over at Traverse City Central. So them being able to put all their best ones there on top and take the TCT off, surprising it's been that long, but I don't think it's surprising that they did it this year. Next on the docket is our baseball and softball from the week. It was a big week, and James, I know you went out to a couple games with West, uh, saw some pretty big games for some girls. I didn't get a chance to actually go out to any games last week. I was stuck in the office getting phone calls and kind of getting like, the breath of how much how much good softball and baseball has been getting played around here in the last week. When you were out there at that West game, I know that you had a couple of eye-popping players that uh, you know caught your eye. Could you talk about that uh, experience a little bit, James? Yeah, Lydia Himes had just a monster game for uh... – for Traverse City West. She's probably going to come up later in the episode as well. But nine RBIs in that game, or that doubleheader against Sault Ste. Marie on Thursday, um, just really stood out. The TC West team just has a lot of power. I mean, they got three, four, five players that can just get one out of the park at any time. So, I mean, that team is uh, that team is pretty loaded. It would be pretty uh, pretty exciting to see that when, when Gaylord plays TC West. That's like a softball game that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, we kind of mentioned uh, with our guests that Gaylord is off to a 14 and 0 start. I guess we can kind of like go into them a little, go into there a little bit. Their play over the weekend and you'll hear a little bit more about it from from the ladies in our interview, but I want to bring up a couple of the games that they had this weekend and James, you brought up a crazy stat in in the interview that, you know, I got to bring up here and the fact that uh, you know, Gaylord has just been offensively and defensively just destroying teams. In the three games that they played in a little tournament on Saturday, they scored 51 runs in three games. They allowed two. In 14 games this year, they have not scored less than 10 runs. They are actually knocking on the door of 200 runs scored in their first 14 games. Yeah. Over under on their team batting average. It has to be 450. It has to be like... I won't give it 500, but I'll give it the over under at 450. Mm, over four or over four fifty, four eighty four. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, and as you'll hear, I mean, Gaylord has twelve girls, six freshmen who are starting, including our guest Avery Parker, who in her first game of her high school career came out and pitched a perfect game. This is, I mean, we kind of yeah. I mean, this is a young team who's dominating. Like this is this isn't just dominating. This is like this is destruction. Fifty three to two. Against against Boyne City, who's been beating teams, Rudyard, who I'm sure is probably who I would have thought might have been the worst of them, the Marquette, which is another really big school from up north, 22 to zero against Marquette. Holy crap! Yeah, and uh, you know Abby Rudolski, one of the guests this week, has an ERA of 1.00 and a WHIP of 0.857. Uh, Avery Parker, 9.55 ERA, 0.55, and a one, an even 1.0 WHIP. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So uh, the, that's not; those aren't even the the most impressive numbers for their season statistics. Jake Jones, who we brought up in the, he comes up a little bit in the podcast too. She's hit eight home runs already this season. So she's literally hitting like a half home run a game, a little bit more, a little yeah, bit more than that. She has thirty four RBIs and a and an OPS of two point two zero eight. What over two? I've never heard that before in my life. I'm not kidding. I've never. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. No. yeah I've homers, seen one, but I've never seen homers, two. Eight homers, three doubles, and six triples. Oh my gosh! Are you over a 2.0 OPS and a 6.36 batting average? Is that possible? Is that even possible? 
You would have to have like one in both. <laughs> like more? Like what? Okay. Well, yeah, but you said it's six triples. She has more triples than doubles and more home runs than triples or doubles. Yep. <laughs> it's just insane statistics. That is and insane. 13 home runs total. Okay. So obviously, well, we'll get into Gaylord a little bit more with the girls in our interview, but definitely a team that every single person in this area has to look out for. And like I said, they are much, basically, they're basically a brand new team with freshmen and sophomores starting, a couple of upperclassmen, and they're going to be dangerous for years to come. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are just loaded with freshmen and sophomores. Uh, I mean, the, the, the first game of the season when they, when, Avery Parker threw the perfect game. They started six freshmen, I think it was. And I mean, we can keep we can keep this conversation in the Big North, which I think we need to. We just talked about how good Traverse City West is, how much power they have. Obviously, how much power Gaylord has. Like we're just holy crap. And then I want to talk about Traverse City Central. Traverse City Central went down to the Lansing area in Grand Ledge area and had a tournament at Grand Ledge and went three and zero. They beat Williamson seventeen to two. They beat Hazlitt thirteen to two, and they beat Grand Ledge eleven to ten on a walk off from Izzy Covert. Like I, I want to read you some of these statistics because we start talking about Jaden Jones. Listen to some of these statistics from these girls hitting in in this three game stretch. Right, Lexi Hamstra, first game four for five, six RBIs, a home run, a double, five runs. In game three, Hamstra comes back. Goes three for four, two runs, four RBIs. Listen to this. Kate Hehouse, two for four, three runs, four RBIs, a double and a triple in game one. Comes around three for four, two runs, two home runs, six RBIs in game two. And then she comes back and goes three for four with an RBI, three runs, two doubles, a triple and a stolen base in game three. We're talking about the Big North Conference with some bats, are we not? Yeah, and and, and Traverse City St. Francis too. Gangbusters. Yeah, right? Is, it, is this a product of maybe... What is it, like unleashing the stallions or like unleashing the bats? Like everybody's just so pent up. They're just swinging harder, swinging for the fences. Pent up frustration, I think, is the term. Like just release the demons. Like, <laughs> but Release the Exactly. I mean, once again, so, I mean, Traverse City Central, Traverse City West, Gaylord, that's three teams that are just ripping it up right now. Once they start to meet each other and play a lot in the big north, that's going to get really, 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 really interesting. Um, another, another, you know, we can go over to uh, baseball a little bit and talk about baseball just for a second. I want to talk about the Glen Lake invite. They played over at Turtle Creek Stadium, which is pretty awesome. I know everybody likes to get a chance to play on stuff like that, but that was between Glen Lake, Suttons Bay, Lake Leonel, St. Mary, and uh, Glen Lake ended up winning that. Uh, beat Suttons Bay four to one. They beat Lake Leonel, St. Mary ten to zero, and then Suttons Bay beat Lake Leonel twelve to eight. I personally have had a chance to play on that field uh, with the City League Baseball when we got to go win the championship as part of the Lucky Duckies. I mean, still, that's a really cool opportunity. Yeah, and our high school all-star game is going to be held there. Oh, yeah, all that work. We're doing that? The date is June 23rd, I think, off the top of my head, is the date for that this year. Well, yeah, with all the work that we put into it last year, we're definitely going to do it this year. Yeah. Yeah, the groundwork and how are we going to do it is is already there. So keep that on your calendars. And softball coaches, make sure you keep keep an eye out for who we should uh, get into that game. Yeah, and if you think you might want to play in that game, it might be a good idea to get vaccinated. Yes, it might be a good idea to be fully vaccinated. Well, because that's going to probably be played, I'm, I'm thinking TC West, so that's going to be at a public school, so they might insist on something like that. Probably, especially. So if you think you're going to be an all-star, head off to the vaccine clinics. There's walk-ins everywhere where you're in. I know, like I said, we'll all be vaccinated by that point, so that's good to know. 
the, the other tournaments that happened this weekend were the ones at Traverse City St. Francis. Andrew, I know you were you went over there. You kind of stopped in just for a second. But uh, what, what, how, how nice was it to kind of have that atmosphere again? Um, baseball, softball games going on, three, four teams, and they're all ready to rock and roll. You know, everyone, it was a nice day. Uh, there was a little bit of rain, but brought back memories of me and watching my, brother, my brothers play sports. And, yeah, there was just a lot going on. You could hear the two stadiums dueling it off with the walk-up music and the in-between inning music. So Yeah, I know. It's like that, uh, what was that, a Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenblum. I just need to, like, walk on the field and hear that song get the chills. Bam, 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 yes, bam, yes. Bam, so bam, bam. that uh, that tournament w- turned out in Traverse City St. Francis's favor for both baseball and softball. Uh, I kind of wrote it up. I was like, yeah, they invited a bunch of guests and then basically just whooped on them. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, the baseball team beat Menzie Central 6-2 in the first game, and then they beat Everett 8-7 in extra innings, uh, in eight innings to win their little tournament the baseball team did. And then the softball team beat Benzie 8-3, Everett 8-5, and Kingsley 12-4. So basically put a thrashing on all of those teams. I, w- I mean, I'm not surprised. We know how good Traverse City St. Francis baseball has been in the last, what, James, 15 years? And softball, like you said, they've been raking, as, they've been raking just as much as uh, – as the boys have. They got Maggie Napont, who we know from basketball, um, as basically their their leader. She's been leading off for the Gladiators this year and just making her way around the bases. You know, she's showing up on the stat line in almost every single game that, that they report on in here and uh, has been making quite the difference. Yeah, Leah Simetz has been crushing the ball for them and pitching very well. Another freshman that came in and started pitching very well. Very well. Yeah. And, uh, and Allie Shepard as well. Yeah, and another person who showed up for them is Cameron Craig. That's another pitcher, and she actually had a home run this past weekend in that tournament. So showing up on both sides of the ball, she had a couple of uh, wins. She's already, I think she has three wins for them on the season um, already. So both both those Gladiators teams are looking to stay out of top on the Lake Michigan Conference. I know that – oh, James, what is the streak that uh, St. Francis has? It's like 16 or 18 straight Lake Michigan Conference titles in baseball? It's a lot. It's it, double-digit. Yeah, I know it's somewhere in the teens, yeah. but I, it's 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 looking like they're going to be able to keep that streak going this year. From the early uh, from the early results, I, I certainly wouldn't bet against them. The girls, on the other hand, there is some uh, there is some competition, but I think that uh, if we're if we're going to give uh, St. Francis girls uh, uh, the boys a nod, we'll have to give the girls a nod in the Lake Michigan Conference as well. Uh, one more thing to report on in the pulse before we get into our interview with the Gaylord girls is some track and field from the past weekend. We obviously had a lot, uh, a lot go on, but and we can't report on everything. But we had a couple of our top runners who you guys have heard about on this podcast a million times, basically break school records. So Hunter Jones broke the school record for the two mile, crushed it. It was like nine minutes and twenty something seconds for a two mile, which is just unreal. And then uh, Julia Flynn broke the school record for at Traverse City Central for the thirty-two hundred meter by over three seconds. And I mean, we've been watching both of these both these kids since day one on the track on the cross country courses. And I, I guess I put it this way, James: we saw we saw. I'm not gonna name names, but we when I first started here, at least we saw a few freshman girls and freshman boys really like set the bar high for their running careers, and has not kind of gotten too much better after that, right? Or this even is Hunter has, Jones's like first track season, though, right? This is the way, James, like, there's, there's been a couple people in the past few years who we thought really highly of as freshmen. By the time they got to their junior seasons, they were basically afterthoughts. Not the case with Flynn, who's a, a junior this year, I believe. And then, obviously, Jones is a sophomore. They're, they're just getting better and better. How, how, what's the ceiling? I don't know what the ceiling is. I mean, 
the uh, the the roads relays that happened not this Saturday but the the Saturday before, um, you had one of the coaches that called in basically said that basically intimated that the the meet almost kind of stopped when they did the two mile because everybody wanted to watch Hunter Jones, <laughs> like everybody was just watching Hunter Jones run the two mile and everything. And uh, I mean that just speaks volumes. I think we know he well. He was basically battling for the top time as a freshman in the cross-country trials last year um, and this year, but basically, like, in the country, not just in the state, like, the fastest kid in the country as a, uh, you know, a 14-year-old. Now we're just seeing him getting faster and faster and faster. If you've ever seen that kid run, whew, talk about, uh, talk about like, just exertion. I don't know. Crazy. It looks like he hates the, the course. I mean, <laughs> he's just running like he just – you know, hates that ground and wants to just pound it. I mean, Flynn's breaking that record at TC Central. I mean, TC Central is a storied track program, and setting that record is really something. And three seconds is a lot in, in running. Yeah. She's always been good at the, the upper distances, but she still, I mean, she still runs that 1,600, that 32 really, really well. But, man, those two-mile runs from our uh, local athletes, I ain't, they ain't taking no for an answer, huh? That's the what the twenty fifth best time in state history for Flynn. Uh, yeah, see, I mean that that says a lot. That says a lot. Top twenty five times. Oh my lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw that on Twitter. I think I can't tell if it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was twenty top. There's only been twenty four other people that have run a faster time than that in state uh, history. Not so, not so. I know we've had great runners, but this is. I think we're in a bit of like a we're in a bit of a pocket where we're getting we're getting treated to some really fast kids right now. Mm-hmm. As I was say, it's almost like another like Anthony Barry and Ali Bola, like when they were here, you know, and they were just destroying people. And I mean, just to have Jones and Flynn doing this, it's pretty, it's just been impressive. All right. Well, that is going to do it for the Pulse. Sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's is freaks about fresh meat, bread, and veggies because that means better sandwiches for all. Freaky fresh, freaky fast. Jimmy John's freak, yeah. That's going to put us into our interview with the Gaylord Blue Devils, Avery Parker. And Abby Rodolski. Let's go ahead and give a listen to that now. The Get Around Podcast is extremely excited to welcome in our latest athletes, two Gaylord Blue Devils from the softball team, sophomore Abby Rodolski. Hi. And freshman Avery Parker. Hello. We got the girls here from the Blue Devils. They are off to a hot 14-0 and start here in the softball season. We have a lot to talk about. But as you guys know, before we do that, we have to get into our Freaky Fast Five, a nod to our sponsors at Jimmy John's. Five rapid-fire questions to get to know the girls just a little bit more. Let's go here. A six-year-old kid asks you about Santa Claus. What do you say? Of course it's real. Yes. You always exactly. keep the magic alive? Definitely yeah. real. Okay, James? Uh, what weird food would I find in your refrigerator right now? Mm, I definitely have a couple tubes of like whipped cream. Yeah, definitely. Is that a normal snack? Like a regular snack? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's nothing really weird in my fridge. What, what would I find the most of then? Probably pickles. Pickles? <laughs> Dill pickles. Okay. Best softball chants and songs, you know, like on the when you guys are on the bench and cheering on someone at the at the plate what's the best softball chants and songs i like the one that like 
when we don't we don't actually say any words it's like you like pound the balls on the wood and it just makes noise and it's just a good fire up i don't know yeah probably my favorite one too it's almost make like a drum roll sound yeah like it's like a tune i guess and you, okay um, okay well what uh what song would you pay to never hear again in your the rest of your life definitely when people like sing you like happy birthday it's like, <laughs> a happy birthday song and you have to sit there awkwardly i would pay to not have to sit through that <laughs> <laughs> Once you get older, you'll be able to kind of dictate that and be like, "Hey, no, we're not doing this anymore. We'll just keep on with the keep on with the stuff." What about you, Avery? Um, I do the same. Like that's like the worst. It's so awkward when you have to sit through that. So okay, so after you get done sitting through it, do you actually make a birthday wish, or you just blow out the candles and get it over with? Oh, I make one every year. I do. I just blow the candles out. <laughs> have you ever had a birthday wish come true, Abby? Yeah, I have, actually. Okay, then I won't ask you what they were, because that means if you kept them secret and they worked so far, we're not going to ruin the one that you had this year. Right, right. If you could get rid of any one state, which one would it be and why? Ohio. Definitely Ohio. Because there's nothing there. There's no benefit of Ohio. Like <laughs> Cedar Point. There's Cedar Point. We've been doing this podcast for God knows, like, what, two years and a half, two and a half years now? Every time we ask that, that question, it's Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> One person I think said Texas ten times, and like nine out of ten, it's been Ohio. What, what do you What do you say, Avery? Are you going along with the Ohio train? Yeah, because I mean, just Ohio State. Like I'm a Michigan fan. Exactly. Ohio State. It's not it. It's not it. So that that was the Freaky Fast Five. A nod to our sponsors at Jimmy John's. It was great to get to know these girls a little bit more. But let's get to know them and their teams. After a 14-0 start, you guys are kind of rolling here. There's, what I think we said, 12 girls on your team. So it's not a very big team uh, to kind of have to make this happen. Um, just over the weekend, you guys won three games in, in extreme blowout fashion. It seems like what you guys have done. What has the season uh, been like so far for you ladies, especially with the 14-0 start that you've had? I'm Abby, if you'd like to start. I think it's just been, like, exciting. It's been good to um, bond with some of the, these girls I've never played with before, and it's a nice, I guess, start to be able to work together and figure out that we're all skilled and work together to be skilled as a team together. What about you, Avery? I think that we've really learned from each other these past few games. We've got to bond because it's been really fun when we just beat the teams, I guess, because, like, there's no pressure on us. I mean, you guys are kind of like the, the top two pitchers on the team. Or this is what it seems like so far this year. I know, Abby, you had a couple of wins over the weekend and some, some pretty shortened games, but what's it like uh, with the offense putting up, you know, six, eight runs in the first two innings? How, how much pressure does that take off of you girls on the mound uh, when you get to go back out and you're like, hey, I, if I could really kind of mess up, but we still got a cushion. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like knowing that you can depend on your teammates is one of the best feelings, like especially offense and defense. I know that if I mess up that, my team has my back and it's the same way in offense like if I let in a couple of runs I know that we're gonna fight and we're gonna get some runs in and we'll be okay we'll fight for it together yeah because you guys haven't been held under 10 runs yet in a game this season correct I believe that's correct yeah how crazy is that I mean that the offense is just generating that many runs that consistently yeah, it's it's awesome. We have a pretty sturdy lineup throughout the entire thing, and it's just everybody is dependable, and it's a good thing. Now, I know 
you know, we're talking to a couple underclassmen here. Uh, we got Avery. Avery's a freshman. Abby's a sophomore. Um, I know when I talked to your coach earlier, he was like, oh, like, it doesn't seem like, you know, there's you got a lot of young girls, basically, is what I'm looking at. And for both of you guys, obviously, this is your first year playing high school softball. Abby, last year with the whole season being canceled, your freshman year, you kind of are in this new role. I mean, how weird is it kind of being fresh faces, even you as a sophomore, into this whole high school softball scene? Yeah, it's kind of crazy because – Last year, you know, it was there was a whole bunch of upperclassmen that I was looking forward to playing with, and then it's just gone, and now I'm kind of thrown into this spot where it's kind of all of us underclassmen together. There's a couple of upperclassmen, but it's basically a entirely young team, and I think it's a different aspect, and I think it's cool in its own way. I mean, Avery, you, you are that actual freshman coming in just brand new. Um, obviously, you're joining a team that's kind of just getting to know themselves. I mean, how has that been transitioned for you going into high school um, this year? I think it's been pretty smooth because I've played with, like, half the girl, well, more than half the girls on the team. So, like, I'm pretty used to playing with most of them and just adding in most of the players. It's been, like, a smooth transition for me. Now, did each of you play uh, travel ball before high school? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. With with each other? I don't think we played with each other yet. Yeah. Now, but did you guys both get a chance to play travel last year when high school was canceled? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you were able to stay stay on the field and kind of keep some sort of season. Um, how much do you think that kind of helped you guys stay in it, even though you didn't have a season last year? I think that it helps immensely. Like without a whole year, I feel like we wouldn't be off to such a great start that we're at right now I think that everyone with their own and I don't think the whole team had a travel season but I think that the majority of us did and I think it keeps us like well oiled and keeps us on our game I guess what's the uh, oddest thing do you have six freshman starters or six of 12 girls on the team whose names start with a <laughs> the other day that's funny you mentioned that because we can play games where like half of our team it's like the a's against everyone else because there's that many of us yeah. <laughs> are they all different names though yeah i don't yeah. think oh we have two alexis's but one we call lexi and one we call alexis okay so over at Gaylord, you know, like I said, this is only the, you guys are only the second pair of students from Gaylord that we've had on the podcast. Uh, you guys are kind of, like I said, just kind of getting into this. But can you guys kind of describe what it's like over at Gaylord with the athletic culture and, I mean, the resurgence of this program with your coach, uh, Coach Abe, and just how, how you guys have kind of managed to get where you are? I think just all the younger people, like the – We've all played together, so I think it's really helped us become a better team. And we've played travel ball together, and yeah. So, I mean, like, with it being such a young team, what do you guys think about, like, the next three years or two years that you guys are going to be like, oh, maybe you'll have basically six or seven starters who will be playing four years on the softball field? I think it's just a great opportunity that we'll be able to carry with each other for that many years I think it's going to be awesome because we might like we'll have a couple of new teammates and I think that they'll be able to integrate with us like very cleanly and I think that it's going to be awesome that we all it's going to be basically the same heart of the same team for the next couple of years and I think it's going to be good. Um, what is it reason that it seems like there's so many freshmen and all around in softball this season around northern Michigan that are just coming in and making big impacts right away and, and kind of the sophomores too i mean in a way you're almost like a freshman 
Abby. I mean, in, in that this yeah. is your varsity. What is it with players kind of coming in? I haven't seen this for a long, long time in, in Northern Michigan, but freshmen just seem to be making a huge impact here. I've played with some of the people. Like, do you know Leah Science? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've played with her on my team before, and we've all, like, worked together, and we've gotten better. And I've played with a lot of people, and I tell that we've, like, worked really hard. We have high standards. Now, I mean, Avery, talk about high standards. Kind of setting the standard for your softball career at Gaylord has to be, I guess, talked about. The very first game that you step on the mound for Gaylord is a perfect game. I mean, what's that emotion like? How does that kind of, like, set you off to be a part of a new team? In a Zoom, like, two weeks before we had that first game, we talked about, like, our individual goals and then our team goals. And my individual goal is to pitch a perfect game. So to come out and to pitch a perfect game, the first game, that was really exciting. And I was just glad I already, like, had hit my goal already. So, like, did you have to make a new goal immediately? Is it, like, three perfect games now or something? Or Well, yeah, like, I want to pitch another perfect game. So, yeah. What about you, Abby? I mean, obviously – Last weekend, I think you had two wins in like a twenty-two to zero and like a sixteen to one game, where I think you let up five hits over two two games and seven innings. I mean, what's the what's the flow been like for you on the mound this year? It's been exciting. I think I've been able to let myself loose a lot, knowing that my defense is there for me, and it's a lot easier. It takes a lot of pressure off, and it just makes me, I think, better as a pitcher myself because I think I can throw like. And take a little bit more like risks, I guess, than normal because I know that my team's there for me. I've noticed a couple girls on your squad offensively have quite a bit of power. Seems like, you know, like Jaden Jones is one of those girls who just is constantly smacking the ball. Who do you think is the, the best power hitter on your guys' team? Or who's the one who, who, when you step up to the plate, you're like, other teams are scared? Definitely Jaden or Alexis. I Both of them, when they step up to the plate, I am excited to see what's going to happen yeah definitely Jaden. like she's just like worked so hard and at hitting and like everything every aspect of softball and she's a really good hitter like a really good power hitter and she's had like the most home runs on the team so yeah okay um did you go into this with high expectations knowing that you were going to have this young of a team I know I did. I've known these girls for a long time, and I have been excited for a while to be able to play with them because I saw that the talent and the excitement for the game was just a very, like, attracting force, and I was very excited for this season and the next few seasons that are going to be coming up. So can you explain to me how – I mean, I've never played softball. I've never pitched softball. Can you explain to our listeners – what you have to do in order to get a, like a softball to break as a pitcher. It's not so much like a baseball where like you see the guys like snapping their wrist over or whatever. You guys are, it's almost, I, to me, I, I don't know. It kind of seems like you might be spinning like a bowling ball or something. I don't know. Can you kind of like explain how you actually get action on your pitches? My first thought is like you rip it kind of like your fingers on the seams. You kind of have to like rip it a little bit and um, you're basically just trying to get as much spin as possible. You're bringing back memories of me watching Monica Abbott throw in, like, sidearms on the Bandits guys. Like, jeez. <laughs> do, do you guys follow professional softball or, like, the Olympics at all? Um, kind of. Eh, a little. 
Is there now? Uh, is there any type of you know track that you guys hope to to follow with softball? Is it something you guys look further than high school with? Yeah, like if I get a scholarship, like I don't really care where I go to college. If I get a scholarship for softball, then I'll definitely go to that college. Yeah, keep keep playing. Yeah, I'm not really sure what like I want to major in yet, so I'm not too sure. But I'm looking for a scholarship as well. I'd I'd like to. Everybody likes a little bit of money off of their college, right? Yeah. We all know how expensive that is. Okay, so what are your nicknames? My, I get called A-Rad a lot, or Abby-Rad, or Sticks, because I'm number 11. I get called Primetime, because, I don't know, just my old coach, he like he came up with the nicknames, and I play like two sports like Bo Jackson, <laughs> so he called me Primetime. So. And we call her AP. Yeah. So, so hold on. So you're, so you're Adrian Peterson and like Bo Jackson. We just got like some titans of, of NFL football. <laughs> yeah. What was the other sport that you played? Basketball. A couple questions for Avery that I was supposed to ask you. One is, how much does your hair weigh? <laughs> <laughs> Did my mom tell you to ask that? Yep. I have no idea, but it's like really like heavy. Like it's probably like two pounds. Like I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and she also wanted to know if you could beat her one-on-one why did she ask that <laughs> yeah i think i can beat her one-on-one well, definitely well you guys can actually try that out now 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 that we have that on the record you guys actually have to try it out and then you have to report back to us okay mm-hmm. all righty then ladies abby and avery thank you so much for taking some time out of your day some time out of your early 14 and 0 start uh to join us here for episode 173 of the get around it was great to have you ladies here and we wish you the best of luck the rest of the season thank you thank you for having us thanks for having us. another huge thank you to abby and avery for joining us here at the get around that 14-0 start is no joke for the Blue Devils, and we are really excited to see what happens once Big North Conference play really gets into action. That interview is sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's freak, yeah. That's going to put us into the chatter that matters, and we are chattering about some soccer. Had a couple of great games over the weekend, uh, but I think more this segment should be about the preview of the games coming up this week. We have at least three games that are just, like, super intriguing that we're going to talk about. Um, but before we do, I'm just going to run through some of the stuff that happened last weekend. I mean, we're looking at a few teams in the Lake Michigan Conference that look very, very, very good. Um, Elk Rapids has only lost one game this year so far. We know that they're always knocking on the door of those regional bouts and everything like that, but they've only lost to Cadillac, a school obviously much bigger than them. But they're looking very, very well. They're undefeated in the Lake Michigan so far. Another team like that is Charlevoix. They beat Traverse City St. Francis 2-1 to over the weekend, but they are now still undefeated in the Lake Michigan Conference. That kind of sets up what I want to talk about this week You know, with another team in the Lake Michigan is Boyne City. Boyne City is back at full strength. After getting all their girls back from quarantine, you got the Nobles, who we've seen what kind of athletes they are. I think they won our soccer girls play. One of them won the soccer girls player of the year as a sophomore, let alone here in their senior season. So you know that the Noble sisters are just super powerful on Boyne City. And then you got Charlevoix and Elk Rapids, both undefeated. The only loss that Boyne City has so far in conference is to Elk Rapids in the first game of the season. But that sets us up for this week. Elk Rapids and Charlevoix play on Thursday after Boyne City and Charlevoix 
play on Tuesday. These are some pretty exciting games. Boys, I want to make picks here. We, we do picks here on the podcast every once in a while. But just the early season going, instead of it with all the marbles like we usually do in like the last game of the year, in these first matchups, who are we giving the edge to? Well, let's start with that Boyne City and Charlevoix game. Boyne City's back at full strength. Charlevoix is still undefeated. Uh, James, who are you picking in that game? Ooh, uh, that, I can see that being a, just a tight, low-scoring game. I know both these teams have scored a bunch of goals this season. I mean, uh, you know, three of Charlevoix's wins have been eight and nothing mercies. But they've only allowed one goal all season, and that was that goal against St. Francis on Saturday. So their their defense has been really good, and we've seen Boyne be able to kind of contain Elk Rapids when they played. I mean, that game was a 2-1 to one game, and they really shut down Traverse City Central, who's a Division One school. Um, so that could be a – I'm going to predict that's like a 2-1 to one game. Who, who's going to win that one? Yeah, it's going to be tough. Heck if I know. But here, I- I'll – I'm going to flip a coin. Okay. <laughs> it came up heads, so we didn't establish what heads was. <laughs> you thought you did that in your head. Uh, I'm going to uh, still say that, well, H is closer to uh, C than B, so Charlotte boy. <laughs> oh, my God. I was going to say Boyne City. I'm going to give the edge to the super high-powered offense. Boyne City's already scored 42 goals this season in six games. So I'm going to give it to Boyne City, and they're going to take over that defense, obviously. I just feel like if Charlevoix lets up one goal, they'll probably let up two or three when it comes to Boyne City. It's not going to be too low scoring. Andrew, I'm going to toss it to that second game of the week then. You know, Charlevoix, Elk Rapids, these are technically the two leaders here in the Lake Michigan Conference. Who are you giving the edge to, the defense, or once again, Elk Rapids has been pouring on some goals? But I'm more confident in this one. I've heard Anna Kate Smith is really, really killing it for Charlevoix this season. Started off the season with like a four-goal game. I don't know when, when I have, I don't know if Elk Rapids has that same offensive power where they just have one girl that just can really put in, put in or put them in. But I think that's the difference is that Elk Rapids actually has a couple different girls who are able to score here. Elk Rapids right now has shut out each of their last four opponents, and including in that is Petoskey, Traverse City, St. Francis, Grayling, Harvey Springs. But Petoskey obviously has a two zero win, a much much bigger school, much better yeah. competition than what Elk Rapids is usually seeing. Elk Rapids has already beat and Traverse City West. Yeah. Elk yeah. Rapids beat Traverse West four to two earlier this year. Elk Rapids would be in second place in the Big North Conference right now, behind Cadillac, which was their only loss, and they lost uh, five to one there. And they were yeah. missing—they were missing three starters during that game. They were missing three of their best players during that Cadillac loss. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm taking—I take Elk Rapids all day. I don't know if Charlevoix wins that game against Boyne. I'll take I Charlevoix. Have, I just have a feeling though that this is like that Elk Rapids team that like busts through that that playoff barrier that they've kind of been hitting in the last few years. So you think that they're going to follow, they're going to follow suit of the boys? Yep. So it's going to be a big year in soccer for uh, for Elk Rapids. Maybe two semifinals for boys and girls? I can see that. I, I just got a feeling this year with Elk Rapids soccer. Well, okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, big things coming from those teams. I want to talk about one more big game this week. We kind of just mentioned Traverse City West losing to Elk Rapids and Traverse City Central losing to Boyne City, which you know, you look and go, wow, Lake Michigan Conference team's actually rolling over these Big North Conference teams with the exception of that Cadillac game. But we have Traverse City Central at Traverse City West tomorrow. Obviously, always extremely fun and extremely uh, highly anticipated matchups. This will actually keep, if, if Traverse City West can win this again, if they can beat Traverse City Central, it will keep Traverse City West in first place in the Big North. Each one of these teams have only played like one Big North game so far. So the, seed, the, the Big North season has really just gotten started with this Traverse City Central at Traverse City West game. The last few years, though, this game has fallen towards the Titans' way. I think, it actually, it has been a score of 3-1 to one each of the last three times that these, ge- these teams have played. Do we think history repeats itself yet again? 
I'm, I'm going to say yes. I think Traverse City West is the better of these two teams. Uh, over the last few years, we've seen that happen. But I, I don't want I don't want anybody to sleep on the goaltender, Annie Ferguson, for Traverse City Central. She's been having quite a season so far. So it, she can probably keep them in this game. And it might not be 3-1. to one. It might be a 2-1 to one game. Yeah, I could, I could totally see that. You know, and you got Savannah Wojnarowski coaching in her first game in the rivalry as the coach. I mean, she's played in it a bunch of times. Uh, but but this is the first time as the, as the head coach there going against Charlie Needham for TC Central. So, and, and it's at West. So maybe a little bit of pressure on West with that. But I still I still think West is like a, a two goal favorite. Yeah, that's that's kind of what they have been. And I want to bring one thing up about West, and this just had to do with the story that I did on like how teams are kind of like adjusting to the season. And you bring up new coach Savannah Wojnarowski. You know, she she basically said that what they did this season is they've been preaching a one unit, one family approach. Where the where the JV team is practicing with the varsity team all the time, like there there is no separation of church and state basically uh, between the JV and the varsity at Traverse City West. I mean, Wojtanowski is on the sidelines coaching in every JV game as well, and with them having to jumble and bring kids up, the continuity I think is going to play pay dividends for them, uh, especially if anything does happen over the course of the season with COVID or anything. I know that TCAPS has had a few bouts with, you know, almost every day they're getting new cases. So you can see something like that happening. I think they, um, you know, they have a good model there. It's just something that a lot of teams I notice are doing, trying to make sure that there's that seamless transition between the underclassmen and the upperclassmen, just in case they have to fill in. Yeah. I think it's one of those kind of creative things that coaches have come up with this year in, in the year of COVID and sports is you never know when somebody sat next to the wrong kid in school. And now three or four maybe of your soccer players, your starters are out, and you got to put people in that lineup somehow. So why not have some junior varsity kids who have played with those other kids in practice every day and are going to be more comfortable doing having to do that than if you're just calling up some JV kids and saying, here, these kids are starting next to you. And you're like, who is this? Right, right. And I can only imagine the, the shell shock that it would be when you go, oh, man. I, I know that when I used to be in high school, we would, you know, freshmen would try to practice against the JV football team or whatever, and then you just get your butt smacked, you know, and you're like, man, these guys are so much bigger and faster and stronger. It's just like, but that prepared you for the next, the next level up. So I can only imagine that it actually has to pay dividends on the lower levels for the JV teams that are, you know, having to practice with these varsity girls regularly and actually get on their level. Yeah, it's kind of like when I was in high school and I, on the wrestling team, we had to wrestle everybody on the team in practice. No matter what your weight was. No matter what your weight was, so it made the it made the big guys on the team have to have to wrestle the small fast guys, and then it made obviously us little guys have to wrestle the two hundred and seventy five pounders. <laughs> I pinned one. I pinned one once. Okay, okay. He was instructed not to hurt me by the cook, <laughs> but I still pinned him. Uh, Don't hurt little Jimmy James Cook. I could but, see that. But it's just one of the, I think it's another one of those kind of things where you get the the advantage of of. of Integrating your team like that, I guess. I'm just remembering the last time I tried to wrestle at 285. Or he literally picked me up like I was a barbell. <laughs> I was that small. That's funny. Oh man, I honestly, I would, I, I would do a pay per view of like wrestlers who have aged out of the sport getting back on the mat. <laughs> just like to watch you guys wrestle some other, even if they weren't other good people, just other people who are washed up. I would pay to see this happen. Step me versus Andrew. Yeah, are you guys? No, are, you guys are probably around the same weight, the same weight class, right? No. <laughs> James got quite the beer belly on him. I want to step on the scale, man. <laughs> I've been gaining a lot of weight lately. I don't think you guys. I've made a lot. I'm heavier than I ever have been, actually. Me too. 
And then we had all the February and March of covering basketball games. And what do you do when you go cover basketball games for the fast playoffs? Food. Eat fast food. Yep. All I, all I did was yep. eat fast food. Yep. It's horrible. All righty. So we're going to go ahead get into the next segment, which is one of our favorites, the Hall of Fame, where we get to recognize some of our local athletes for their amazing performances over the last seven days. This one is no exception. There is some big numbers getting put up here. I can go ahead and put my candidate up first, see who gets put into the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. And we read this. I read this stat line separately earlier, so I'm going to put them together for you and uh, see if it tickles your fancy. Kate Heehouse blew all those Lansing teams out of the water this weekend. Three games. She went a combined 8 for 12 with 11 RBIs. She scored eight runs, had two home runs, three doubles, and two triples. And then she stole a couple of bases as well. That's one heck of a day. I don't know how you ain't tired by the end of that. But uh, nonetheless, that's a, that's a big day for Kate. Who you guys got? Oh, go. I got Ace Ellis from TC United. And they beat TC St. Francis 17 to 14. So there was a lot of goals between these two teams. But Ace had seven of them. So it's like pretty much a third of the goals scores in the, scored in the game. And an assist. There's a point. Yeah, but so, seven goals, seven to seven out of seventeen. I, that's like that's like Olivia Low numbers when we're talking about points for Leland. Like <laughs> you're scoring like somewhere between forty and sixty percent of the team's points. What about you, James? Who you got to put up? I've got uh, Lydia Himes from uh, Traverse City West, uh, the, the catcher for them, with four or five for eight, with nine RBIs, scored five runs, two doubles, and hit a home run against Sault Ste. Marie last Thursday. And that's in two games. That's in two games. So that's but two nine, games. Nine RBIs. Nine RBIs in two games. And I got Kate with 11 RBIs, two home runs, eight runs in three games. I got Ace Ellis with seven, seven goals. Yeah, so somebody else vote first because <laughs> I know who I'm voting for. I, 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 I'm Okay, I'm voting for Kate. I'm putting my my candidate. I mean, that's one heck of a day. All in one day is what's – I mean, three games, that's consistent right there. Two for four, three for four, three for four with multiple RBIs in every game. Definitely uh, – a big day for her. Yeah, 11 RBIs, that's pretty, uh, I mean, 11's better than 9, I guess. I mean, I was going to go for 9 RBIs, but. <laughs> and she hits the ball. She crushes it. I mean, and uh, so I think that she'll be back here as a nominee sooner rather than later. All right, so yeah, we got two for Kate. You going to make it unanimous? Yeah, I was going to vote for Himes, but. She'll be back, I guess. No. <laughs> she'll be back. All righty, well, congratulations. I'll change my vote. Okay, okay. So congratulations to Kate Heehouse from Traverse City Central on an amazing performance against the Lansing area schools over the weekend, helping Traverse City, St- Traverse City Central go 3-0 and over the weekend. Once again, 8 for 12, 11 RBIs, 8 runs, 2 home runs, 3 doubles, 2 triples, and a stolen base. Congratulations, Kate, on a great performance. Welcome to the club. We got one more segment here, and that is our... So we have one more segment here, ladies and gentlemen, our trifecta, which I told you... You get to kind of find out how unfit we really are. It's kind of funny. We're talking about James and Andrew possibly washed up wrestling. I would love to know what your guys is like. Okay, what's your go-to? I know none of us do this stuff, but what's your go-to, like, fitness exercise? Like, if you had to, like, if you're like, okay, I need to just do some physical activity. Like, what's your go-to exercise? Like, what's the one thing you can knock out of the park and you're like, you know, I feel good after this? Riding a bike. Like, it's fun. Like, I just picked up a road bike from a pretty much garage sale for around 50 bucks. You can ride it down a hill, ride it pretty much to the office and back and burn a couple hundred calories. Okay. So, I like that answer. I wish I had a bike. But my, I live up a two. You got some hills. You got the Tart Trail. I live up a two and a half mile, like, holiday hill. 
that if I leave my house, going home is just a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, it would be up there yeah. for you. <laughs> Two and a half miles uphill to end the ride. <laughs> yeah. When I used to live in town, I used to bike to work a lot. Like, basically, any time I wasn't going to go cover anything in person, I would I would bike to work. But I mean, try and do it more often with the weather getting slightly better. I mean, it was unbearably cold the last couple weeks. Yeah. I've got, a, I got an elliptical here that I've been doing a little bit recently just to try to negate some of my poor eating habits. Poor, poor tendencies. Yeah. I, I looked at my bank statements the other day. I spent like 75 bucks at Old Navy to get bigger pants because I put on weight. <laughs> and then the week before that, I spent $50 at the garage sale to get a bike to lose weight. So it's like counterproductive. I bought pants because I put on weight, but I'm also trying to get rid of the... Yeah, same thing happened to me. Yeah. I I, uh, I went to... I heard that H&M was closing up here. I went over to H&M and they had a couple like good sales or whatever. So I went to H&M and like H&M already already doesn't really have like stuff that's super big. But I like mm-hmm. this is back in like January when I was like 175 pounds. I spent like $100 at H&M on all these clothes. I swear not a single shirt that I bought fits me now. Not a single one. So it's like, yeah, I think I need to lose a little bit of weight so I can fit in all the new clothes I just bought. <laughs> one of the whole... best motivators for me to lose weight is looking at the prices of pants at Casual Mail, big and tall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I got to get 36 36s, and they are $54 a piece. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Yeah. And there's no, like, you got to, like, when I'm home in Chicago, that's when I go to, that's when I get to Oh, it's go even more expensive. Mail. It's even more expensive if you're there. So yeah. you guys are the elliptical. So I'm, I'm starting this thing, and I, I had this realization in the shower, of course, but what I'm going to start doing just, and this isn't even really, like, fitness. This is just more or less, like, if you can't do this every day, you're a bum. Where I, I have to do what I want to do is for for the month, every month I reset at, at one, but each day I do one push up more. So I start at one push up on the first and two on the second, and like literally, I only have to do two push ups in the whole day. Okay, just two. By the time I get to the end of the month, I have to do thirty. All right, so the end of the month gets a little tougher having to do twenty a day or whatever the heck it is. Um, but that's my new fitness goal uh, because I feel like I haven't done anything at all, at all in the last like year and a half since COVID hit. Um, there was I had a little spurt where I did like an at-home workout thing with like some like resistance bands and everything, but that didn't last. So this is gonna be my new my new little step. One more push-up every day, and then we can see where it goes from there. I saw some people that were doing that uh, over the weekend in Grand Rapids. We were in this one park, kinda. And uh, they have like a thing where you can just they have a running path, and then they have like kind of like an adult jungle gym where you can do pull ups and and stuff on it, and then continue running. Yeah, see, that'd be like, fun. People people are doing that, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's a little too go getter for me. And then I <laughs> and then I had another beer because you know that's what you're doing. That's what we were doing. It was we were like ready. We were at City Built brewing company in grand rapids and across the street they have this huge tent that they put up so the people because they're not open inside so you can go buy your beer and then walk across the street and sit in this huge tent <clears throat> and we had a whole group of people doing that and watch people jog yeah that's a sport in itself <laughs> so okay so now now you know that none of us are going to do anything good for ourselves andrew's riding bikes that's good um but <laughs> that's gonna do it for episode 173 Make sure you come back for episode 174. We have the Mansalona star we've talked about a lot this year, Jaden Elfred, joining us next week. Uh, you know, Again. 
you're going to talk yeah, going to talk to him about his senior season, what it was like winning that uh, Ski Valley title, and obviously the spring sports with baseball and track. Uh, so make sure you tune in next week to hear from Jaden. Like, share, comment, retweet, all that good stuff for a chance to win two free Jimmy John subs. So make sure that you uh, follow us on Twitter at TCRE Sports, at by Andrew R, at James Cook 14, and of course at Jake Atnip. Follow us on Instagram as well, at TCRE Sports. And on SoundCloud, if you love this podcast, make a SoundCloud account. Follow us, like it, repost it. You know, show your friends. We love you very much. Thank you so much for listening to episode 173. We will see you next week for 174.